Happy Sunday! It is February 14th, 2021, Valentine's Day, and I think not a, it's the best day <laughs> to talk about love. So I have this story to share with you, and I'm so excited. I've been sitting with it for so long, and it's funny because it just keeps getting better and better as I've been sitting with it, like it just continues. And I tell it in the, in the story of seasons, so I only talk about two seasons because I, you know, it's only been fall and winter, but I'm sure that the story will continue with the seasons and I just, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll get into it now. Um, and like I said, I'll tell the story within the seasons. So chapter nine, oh no, chapter 10, the love power. This past fall, I became a private preschool teacher. My class consists of two inspiring little boys. They are eight days apart and the best of friends. They met when they were three months old in a swim class, and their families have been pretty tight ever since. When the pandemic hit, the boys' parents pulled them out of their separate schools and hired me to teach them. We have a classroom where we spend our days learning about numbers, letters, outer space, and more. We have a backyard where we spend our time learning about nature and our superpowers. Inside or outside, we are always having fun. The boys' names are Lennox and Weston. Lennox is an almost always barefoot, blonde little boy with warm brown eyes and a heart of pure magic. Weston has chestnut brown hair, bright blue-green eyes, the cheekiest smile, and a great sense of humor. Together. They love to build anything, paint anything, and imagine, well, anything. Most of my favorite days with them are when we spend them outside seeing what nature has to teach us. The backyard consists of three acres of land. Natural land, the ground is uneven and raw. There are so many different types of trees and patches of open space, and a good amount of the land is made up of hills. From the classroom, we have to walk down a narrow trail to get to a bridge that leads over a dried out creek to our favorite sloping hill. Our first stop is always the swing, hung in a tall tree with flexible branches. And about 200 yards beyond the swing is another tree. This tree's branches begin growing about two feet from the earth, and they come out so wide that the tips touch the ground, basically creating a dome-like protective fort. And this tree, is where we first discovered the love power. Fall. It was sometime in September, the first time we went out to this tree, but it was about two months later that there was a day I didn't have a lesson plan for that specific outing and just thought that the boys could benefit from some outdoor exploring, sunshine, fresh air, and open space to run. They started playing a game where they had different superpowers. Lennox with his super fast power and Weston with his golden power. He calls it the golden power because he thinks it is the power of all powers. It seems he has a belief that it's best to have power over others. And because of this, a lot of his ideas come from this place of comparison and separation. He acts like he's always in a competition and needs to be one up. Kind of like that saying, you don't have to run faster than the bear to get away. 
you just have to run faster than the guy next to you? Now that I think about it, Weston is a lot like that saying. He's really funny, but a little grim. He's not playing to win, but more so playing not to lose. I'm very familiar with this way of thinking because my dad had a similar mentality growing up. So in a result, so did I. I see so much of myself in Weston. Rather, so much of who I was. Looking back, I see I was living my life in survival mode, just trying to avoid death. But it was my very fear of failing that kept me from truly living. Lennox, on the other hand, does not live his life like that. This boy loves hard and lives hard. He pauses to take deep breaths. He tickles bees and enjoys doing yoga and meditation with me. He says things like, Cold air makes me happy. You know why it makes me happy? Because it has lots of energy. And he asks questions like, Do you like watching the wind blow more or picking flowers for your mom? He is simply an earth angel. It's an interesting dynamic between the three of us, but I can't help believe that we were brought together for a special reason. Anyways, back to them jumping off rocks using their superpowers. They start to attack me, pretending to use their lava powers and shooter powers. I don't fight back, I just sit on my rock with a smile on my face. This upsets them, and they tell me to fight them back and to use my shooter. I tell them I don't have a shooter, and that I won't fight them back. Lennox says, Well, if you don't have a shooter, what is your power? The healing power. The healing power? What's that? They ask. When they first started using their powers to attack me, I was writing a note in my phone, and this is what I was, this is what I wrote. I'm currently feeling a lot, which is a bit overwhelming, exciting, scary, and a myriad of other emotions. But to share a bit about what I do know, it's that I'm understanding why I've been feeling so connected to the healing journey, but disconnected to the word. It's because to heal, I have to accept that I've been hurt. I've been noticing this come up in so many areas of my life, but I've repressing that, but I've been repressing that. It's like I, boom, and that's when I got zapped with the golden power. So to answer their question about what the healing power is, in that moment, I gave them the most honest thing I could. I said, rather than having the power to protect myself from the things that can hurt me, I want to trust that I can heal. Okay, how about you can walk on lava and heal, Lennox said. I kindly refused the lava power, and we continued to play. But then Weston made a grabbing motion with his hand and said, We took your healing power! Cool thing about the healing power is, nobody can take it away. We continued playing, and they really didn't like that they were using all their powers, all the powers that they could imagine. Freeze power, fire power, lava, and golden, yet nothing could kill me. I healed from all of it. Even though we were just playing a game, I found so much internal strength in the concept of healing. But beyond healing, I knew I had a real superpower. You know what my number one superpower is? I asked the boys. Weston looked at me suspiciously pursing his lips, squinting one eye and raising a single eyebrow. Lennox looked at me with wide-eyed curiosity. Love. My number one power is love. 
That is so not helpful, Weston said with a laugh. I couldn't help but laugh too. Still, with a smile on my face, I looked at him like, just you wait. Then the boys started collecting sticks, and I asked, what is the most important thing about this game? Lennox said, the most important thing is that these sticks are power sticks, and we want the most power sticks, and you don't have any, except you have healing and love. Do you want me to share some of my power with you? I asked Lennox. What power? He asked, coming a little bit closer. My love power. Are you interested in that? Then, from out of nowhere, Weston comes running, full speed, yelling, No! No, 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 no. We are not interested in that. Yeah, I don't need that, Lennox said smugly, folding his arms across his chest and looking over at Weston with his chin in the air. Frowning, Weston says, We have all the power and don't need that love power. I, still smiling, look from Weston to Lennox. I can see Lennox soften. He uncrosses his arms to bring his palms up in an innocent shrug and says, Well, uh, maybe I might just add the love power to my other powers. Can you tell me more about it? I went off. There is no greater power than love. Love can heal the world. It is the most pure and true power there is. Love can transform anything and can never be taken away. The love power is so expansive, the only way to get more is by sharing it. I saw Weston to my left. The look on his face was absolute awe, and he was completely captivated by what I was saying, so I kept going. You can't ever have too much of the love power, but it starts with you. You have to find the love power in you first. Luckily, we're all born with it. Even me? squeaked Weston. Of course, you actually have a lot of the love power in you already. I can feel it. Grinning from ear to ear, he quickly picked up a crisp golden leaf from the ground and said, This can be the love power. We must get more leaves, more love, Lennox sang. The boys dropped their sticks and started gathering the brilliant leaves that littered the ground. Then they started bringing them to me, filling all my pockets because they know that sharing the love power is how it grows. Holding up fragments of a leaf, Weston said, I have little pieces. Is this love? Yeah, love comes in all shapes and sizes. What about these brown ones? Yeah, those too. Love doesn't discriminate. Every time they would bring me leaves, I would warmly thank them and share my love power with them. And let me tell you, I could feel it. We were all so full of love and so excited to share it with each other. We had more than we knew what to do with. So I said, okay, let's share our love power with everyone. This is what we're going to do. Pulling handfuls of leaves out of my pockets, I gave the boys as much as they could hold. We're going to close our eyes and imagine everyone we love. Are you imagining them? Yes, they said in unison. Now imagine sharing all your love power with them. Imagine it going to all the people they love and all the people they love and all the people they love. With their eyes still tightly shut, they started bouncing with excitement. Okay, we're almost done. Now imagine sharing all of your love power with all the people who might not feel like they have the love power. And on the count of three, 
we are going to throw up our leaves. Ready? One, two, three. Woo! The boys cheered as we threw autumn leaves up in the air, surrounding ourselves with love. Weston's eyes were wide with wonder and he said, I'm buzzing so much I'm going to turn into a bee. I was buzzing too. Winter. In October, I started a deeper dive into my healing work and continued this throughout the winter. I slowed down a lot and spent most of my time turning inward. This reflected in my teaching and was mirrored by the season. It was early December when we made our way to the love tree. The boys were building what looked like a cave, but made out of sticks, and they called it a dam. I explained that what they built looks more like a beaver lodge, which is where beavers go for protection from predators and store food in the winter. I took this opportunity to explain the importance of winter for animals. I told them, because there isn't a lot of food available in the winter, bears need to conserve their energy, and they do this by hibernating. They go into their dens and enter an almost sleep state. So basically, they are really, really relaxed. I found so much beauty in explaining this to them, as it seemed to parallel what was going on in my life. Towards the end of winter. This particular week, I was having a rough time, processing so much grief for who I thought I was and all the limiting beliefs that I held on to, everything that I was holding to keep me small. I was releasing so much, and with all of this, at the end of 2020, I was facing some hard truths. So when the boys asked if we could go to the love tree, I was 100% in. When we got to the bridge, Weston shouted, Oh yeah, it's my favorite time of year. What time is that? I asked. When everything starts to turn green. I hadn't even noticed before he said that. I had to readjust my perspective to see all the green. It's as if I was staring at the waves, not realizing I was looking at the ocean. So once I zoomed out, I saw all the green he was talking about. The trees were all naked except for a couple fresh buds here and there, and out from underneath the fallen winter leaves were tiny green sprouts that looked like blades of grass. But because they were everywhere, they gave the overall hill a sage-colored tint. I was so excited by this new perspective. It was early January, and I was ready for a win. I told the boys, remember when we collected the love power, and the leaves were yellow, orange, red, and brown? They nodded their heads. Well, this is the love power before fall. It first has to grow, and it grows green. How cool is that? It's growing everywhere. This is what the new year has in store for us. Weston plucked a blade of grass and gave it a whiff. Here, smell this, he told Lennox, holding the single blade of grass up to his nose. What does it smell like, I asked. Lennox practically inhaled the piece of grass, but looked confused, shaking his head. Weston gave me that Weston smile and said, the future. When we got to the love tree, the boys were so thrilled to see that their stick lodge survived the rain from, or survived the rainstorm from the week before. Getting closer to it, Weston pointed at some little clovers that were growing inside. Whoa, how did those get there? He asked. 
They grew in there, I responded. But how did they grow in the dark? Ding! A light went off in my head and in my heart. I said, love grows in the darkness. What do you guys think of that? With all his passion and two little fists in the air, Lennox said, love is so powerful, it thrives in the darkness. Yeah, it thrives, Weston echoed him. I was practically in tears as the boys continued to share how special the love power is. I couldn't help but think about where I was in my life. Outside from teaching them, I was in the thick of the darkness. I was facing my shadows, and I wasn't sure who was winning. But as I looked at these little boys, looking with pure amazement at a single blade of grass growing in the dark, I too learned that the love power thrives in the darkness. With all my love, Sarah. Oh, <laughs> I can like, I can feel tears almost welling, but I'm going to keep it together because this is just, this story, uh, I am just so moved by the boys in this story. This story has lived inside of me since last fall. I've been wanting to share it since our first interaction with the love tree. Sometimes stories will come to me and if I don't write them down right away, they'll leave me. But this one never did. It was always with me, floating in my awareness, but not begging to be shared. But then winter came and the rest of the story fell into place. And again, I got the urge to share it, but I didn't take the time. I had also been doing like healing work with a group of women from October to the beginning of February. We were in this container doing our healing work together. It was really intense and looking back it was essentially grief work and so important and so I was so lucky to have this group of women to do this work with but at the same time I lived outside of that container and I had to show up and you know work and do things but so to have this story living inside of me the entire time makes perfect sense it's funny how life works out Oh, and then, and then when I logged into Anchor to record this story, I saw chapter nine, healing, 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 but I never published it. This is also crazy because when I titled this chapter, I wrote chapter nine, the love power, but I really wanted it to be chapter 10. I even thought, well, what if I just like wrote a quick story to make, to put as chapter nine and then this could be chapter 10. So when I saw I already had a chapter nine, I listened to see if I could maybe still share it. And it was perfect, exactly how it was. I can't believe I didn't share it before. Like it is just, I'm still mind blown because it is exactly where I was like in, in life, which is the beginning of this story. Like it, that chapter sets the scene for this chapter beautifully. So if you haven't already listened to that one, definitely give it a listen. It's just so raw and real. I'm still in awe. It's just like, I don't necessarily agree with everything I said in it, but that is exactly the point of me telling these stories. And that's also what I say is that I am growing and I am changing and I can't, promise that I will stand by what I said yesterday, 
because I am committed to growth and committed to truth. And what might be true for me today is not necessarily what was true for me yesterday. But still, what I'd shared in that previous story is what was true for me then. And it is nothing but pure truth. And that's pretty beautiful. So just like this. Anyways, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I hope you enjoy it.